With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts. Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Broncos had the 10th pick in the draft. And with the 10th pick in the draft, there was what on the board that would have made you happy because I'm fairly certain I know that trading back didn't exactly please you um, because of what was on the board. So well, who- I, I, I was fine. I was fine with the trade back. But seemingly everyone else, it wasn't. I right. didn't mind the trade back. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Trade back. But what was so? Who was on the board still? Though I think that's an interesting question. The guy who everyone seemingly thought was going to be the pick was Devin Bush, the middle right. linebacker from Michigan, because that was that was the guy who was seemingly in every mock the last couple of days. It seemed like every report out of Denver was the Broncos were high on on Devin Bush. And then when the pick comes up and within the last minute of their 10 minute time slot to get the pick in. They traded with the Pittsburgh Steelers where they got an additional second round pick. They got a third round pick for 2020 and they moved down to number 20. And it was interesting. I I retweeted Trevor Sykema who said that it wasn't good value. And I also retweeted another uh, national media person who said it was great value. So that 
goes to show you that's the draft in a nutshell where (laughs) you never know what one person is going to think of it, what they will think of uh, a trade, let alone a pick. So it, it was, it was definitely shocking from the sense that you thought that given the reports that they were going to take Devin Bush, that they were high on Devin Bush. And obviously Vic Fangio had a different mindset to that. If, if Devin Bush was going to be a Denver Bronco, Vic Fangio would have pounded the table for him. And that's clearly not the case. So they traded back to 20 and that's where they took an athletic freak in Noah Fant to hopefully solve the tight end issue that the Broncos have had since Julius Thomas left. I'm okay with that pick. I'm, you know, you know me. I'm sort of of the mindset right now that the the Broncos should be building draft capital. I'm, I, I would prefer that they just sort of, you know, build up as much draft capital as possible, uh, and then uh, hopefully they can use that to sort of finagle their way to a, a high draft pick in 2021. Uh, without having to suck uh, in 2021 or in 2020, I should say. So that's that's kind of my that's 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 my hope, right? But obviously, um, you you do still have to play the games, and and there's you know a season in front of you. And I think that the tight end position was one where you know you have Jake Butt, uh, you had Jeff Hireman, you had I mean it was sort of like a revolving door of different guys who just kept getting injured. And, and so I'm okay with this. I'm okay with going in ahead and addressing it with a guy who is clearly, um, he was high on a lot of people's boards. He was high on a lot of people's, uh, you know, draft mock drafts and things like that. The, the two tight ends, uh, Hawkinson and Fant, and Hawkinson went early, and, and Fant goes to the Broncos at 20. Yeah, why not? I, I think that that works. Then you've got uh, another second-round pick tomorrow and a third-round pick in 2020. Sure, why not? So they actually have two second round picks and a third round pick. So I, I, I think that's, that's a great haul for the Broncos. I, and it, it, Dalton Risner is still on the board. He's still there for the Broncos to potentially pick at 41, if not potentially trade up a little bit higher to get him. Um, I think cornerback is definitely going to be something that they look at with one of those two, um, with one of those two first or two second round picks, it will be I, I, it will be interesting to see what they do uh, on the second day of the draft. I, I I'm in agreement with most of the people on Mile High Report who think it it was a it was a good night for the Broncos. I like the pick of Noah Fant. I actually really like the pick of Noah Fant because. When you look at what this offense does with tight ends, and you have to look no further than the 2018 season with the San Francisco 49ers and George Kittle, with an athletic tight end like that, and the Broncos now have an athletic tight end in Noah Fant, it's just going to stretch the defense. It's going to allow Joe Flacco to go over the middle. It gives good Joe Flacco another weapon. And when you look at, as I said in my in my column my instant reactions column after the after the pick when you look at Joe Flacco's best seasons he's had a tight end to target and now he has a tight end to target who really does have freakish athletic ability who tested better than most receivers at the combine he's not a blocker that's not one of 
of his strengths. He he does have a an, a tendency to, to drop balls, as I noted in my column from PM from PFF draft. He has 11 drops over the last two seasons on 80 on 80 catchable passes. So it, it's not not I wouldn't say it's horrible and it's it's not really bad, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. But when you have comps to Jimmy Graham and the athletic ability and athleticism of Vincent Jackson, I would say that's that, that's pretty a good. pretty good pick in yeah. terms of Noah Fant. Yeah, I I agree, and you know we're getting a, a couple of uh, a couple of comments here in the in the comment section, and, and you know Pricey Dink fifty two eighty. I think you're right. Um, Flacco needs a tight end. He needs a, he needs that security blanket, and and that is something that um, that does show that the Broncos are are not sacrificing this season or the next season. They are going to go ahead and and uh, play in that win now um, mentality, and and I, I think that's sort of. That's that's John Elway in a nutshell, right? He he doesn't back down. He doesn't believe in tanking. He doesn't believe in in um, you know saying we're not gonna you know we're not gonna we're not gonna win this season. So we're just gonna you know build capital. Like you got me over here saying build capital, build capital. It's not gonna happen. So uh, they're they're focused on winning and they're focused on winning now. And I I, I do think that uh, with the right moves and with with making the defense. Uh, as good as it can be and improving the offense, they can compete in the AFC West and, and have a deep run in the playoffs uh, if some things sort of fall into their place. One of those things is is definitely having a tight end that, like you said, is a, a freak talent uh, fall to you. I don't know if he's falling necessarily. 20 seems like the right spot for him. But for you to be able to, to make that trade, I think, I think John Elway did the right thing there. Uh, and a few extra picks later on, I say perfect. I, I like that. The thing oh. that I the thing that I like about it is you get a guy who had 18 touchdowns over the last two seasons at Iowa playing with TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, I, I mean I think that's a really important uh, point to make. Um, if if TJ Hawkinson is so great, um, this is a guy who certainly complimented him very well, and I, I I like it. I think it's a great move. I think it definitely is going to be. Um, advantage Broncos at least in that in that particular scenario uh is is there anything about it though that you don't like was there something that um that that sort of bothered you about about that pick nothing I I I really don't have any issues with the pick I don't have any issues with the trade down because as even most of the commenters are saying now on our on our twitch channel the meat of this draft is the second and third round. You're going to be able to get some very valuable pieces with these picks in the second round and even the third round pick. So I, I really have no issues with this pick, with the trade back, with them not taking Devin Bush. I, I, I mean, as I said on Twitter in a response to someone who didn't like the pick, and I'm going to ask it now, has tight end not been a serious issue for this team since Julius Thomas left? Has it not been something that Broncos fans have complained about since Julius Thomas left? And I, there are still people who are holding out hope that Jake Butt is going to do something that he has not been ever able to do, and that's stay healthy. We don't know anything about Troy Fumagalli because he was hurt all of last season as a rookie. 
Jeff Hireman has done next to nothing over the course of his career. So you bring in a guy who has comps to, to Jimmy Graham, to Eric Ebron, as, as a source told our Christopher Hart, Noah Fant can be the Shannon Sharp for the Rich Scangarello offense. I will take that every day of the week. And in terms of value or it, it being sexy, if it leads to wins and it leads to points on the board, because over the last two seasons, the Broncos have averaged 19 points a game. That's garbage. It needs to be up into the mid-20s, and Noah Fant will allow that to happen. It's another piece to the puzzle. And when you pair him with Emmanuel Sanders and Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton and Tim Patrick and Philip Lindsay, that's that has the potential to be a, a pretty potent offense. I have to say, you said 19 points a game, and I sort of – I. It's that struck me as as a, a bit of a shock, and then also uh, you, you sort of go, yeah, and also that's fine. It, that makes a lot of sense because look at who their quarterbacks have been, and look at the the problems that the offense have ha- has had. So nineteen points a game actually sounds about right. It just it just sucks, and so things need to change. Th- this is a good start for that. Um, I I know that uh, some people out there it looks like. Uh, uh, are, are happy they didn't take a quarterback. Odd Duck 2150, just to kind of check out the comments there. Happy they didn't take a quarterback. Yeah, I, I am too, I guess. Um, I would have been okay with a, a, a Dwayne Haskins at 10 if they had decided to go that route. I would have been okay with, um, that's that's about it, Dwayne Haskins at 10. And then beyond that, you know, the one thing that, that I worry about, though, with that is, is I really don't want them to take a day two or a day three quarterback either. I don't want them to take any quarterbacks at all. I'm fine with rolling with, uh, you know, Chris Hogan and and Garrett Grayson as your backups until you sign another veteran quarterback who will obviously be there, um, you know, because there's veteran quarterbacks just littering the league. You just need a guy who can come in and, and sort of cover Joe Flacco if he does go down. Uh, and I think the other thing that goes with that, you don't need to take a rookie quarterback in this draft because if Joe Flacco goes down, that's the season right there anyway. So at that point, now you are sort of, for, for lack of a better term, tanking. I don't like to use that term. I know that a lot of fans hate it, but but that is sort of what's happening. You take a quarterback in the fifth round or the, or the fourth round, now Broncos country is up in arms trying to you know turn this quarterback into – uh, something that he's probably never going to be, and, and that's just the truth, right? That's just the those are the facts. Quarterbacks drafted in late rounds don't pan out as well as a first round quarterback. So this to me is uh, projects like uh, Mace always talks about. Grab a project quarterback uh, that that you you know will never actually be a starter, but it, but can be a good clipboard holder. Let somebody else train them how to hold a clipboard, then you can bring them in. Bring somebody else in who's already been trained to to hold a clipboard i want no part of any quarterbacks this fan base has a weird affinity for loving late round bad quarterbacks and just avoid it you have other needs use those picks on things that will actually contribute and help this team and in terms of the picks or players that i like on the second day of the draft number one is dalton risner if he's there they need to take him because I mean, how do you not like this kid? I mean, there's a video of him with what he does off the field. 
on top of the way he plays and his just his focus and his the his want to I think he's a perfect fit for the Broncos on top of him growing up in Colorado and being a Broncos fan. So Scotty's going to kill you for that. You know, Scotty will he'll jump all over you for it. But I, I agree, actually. I'm, I love it when a, when a hometown kid makes good. That's what we loved about the Philip Lindsay story last year. And then in terms of, of other picks, I think it's just a matter of cornerback defensive line, maybe linebacker. If they're able, depending on who's on their board, who's there. Um, and then I think it, the other thing to, t- to take into consideration is what they did in the 2018 draft. And that's, were they a leader on their team? Were they a captain? What, what, what was their leadership on the team like? And I, because I, when you look at the guys they drafted last year, they were they were big time leaders for their programs, and you could see that was the way that they came in and and wanted to contribute, did contribute, didn't settle. They didn't want to be given anything, which is huge for John Elway. He doesn't want to have anything handed out. So I think that's that's something to consider when you're looking at who they potentially pick on the second day of the draft, and that's another reason why I really like Dalton Risner. Yeah, he's a, he's he's a good name for the Broncos to target if he's still available. I, I don't think they need to move for him, uh, but that would be great. Um, Byron Murphy, uh, Tim says Vi- Byron Murphy's still out there. Um, that's another name that, that people like. Um, you know, it's it's all about it's all it's all really at this point. It's all about what is their strategy moving forward, and I, and I think really. Um, it, it starts that the later you get the you know in the draft while yes you're always looking at best player available uh, I, I think that um, the gap starts to close a little bit between uh, player a and player B to where you can start to sort of look at need as well as best player available I think I think rounds one and two um, you know BPA is 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 always the best option simply because you know you're gonna get the best talent out there uh, for that pick. But then as you start to go down the board a little bit more, guys start to get closer and closer in what what BPA actually means, so you can start to look at need. Um, and I, I guess, you know, with the Chris Harris Jr. news, the fact that he wants to be traded or get a contract extension, and we all know how John Elway is, has been about um, extending guys that deserve to be extended and, and um, moving on from players that it's probably time to move on from, he's got a pretty good track record in that and my guess is like you said cornerbacks a, a good place to go in this draft because Chris Harris Jr is probably not long for the Broncos. Benjamin Albright mentioned this before the draft even started a, a potential trade that could happen for the Broncos with Chris Harris Jr is the Arizona Cardinals where they would the Broncos would include Chris Harris Jr and I think like a third or a fourth round pick and in return the Broncos would get Patrick Peterson. That's a, that's not a bad trade because you're getting uh, a solid cornerback to fill the need of losing a, a Chris Harris Jr. And I, I actually think that uh, in a Vic Fangio defense, talent can, and this is going to sound strange, but this is one of those things that I, you know, I live out in, in Chicago. And one of the things that uh, a lot of the, you know, the talking heads out here will mention is that Vic Fangio is able to get a lot of, he, he gets a lot of blood from those turnips, right? He squeezes as much juice out of 
every player as he can. And so the talent level can be a little lower, and they're still going to perform. They're still going to be very good. And, and I, you know, obviously everybody in Broncos country loves Chris Harris Jr. and wants him to retire a Bronco, and he's a, he's a surefire ring of famer and a potential Hall of Famer as well when his career is over. But, you know, I, this is this is a business just as much as it is a game, just as much as it is uh, fans who love their players and love their teams. It's There's a business side to this. And the business at this point is, is looking at a player and saying it's probably time to go. And you actually mentioned um, on, you know, I, I think you mentioned in our last show, Elway hits almost every time on letting players go. I, you know, uh, and maybe it was Hart who said, I can't think of a player that's gone that, that has done anything. I think Malik Jackson was the best. Was that the, was that what we landed on? It was Malik Jackson who, or, or maybe Danny Trevathan with the bears. Maybe Malik Jackson's first year, maybe Danny Trevathan, but that's it. I mean, there's a lot to criticize about John Elway, not, not finding a quarterback, uh, a quarterback. I, I mean, but in terms of knowing when to move on from veterans, he's hit on that. Because when you look at the cost of what it to keep them and what they ended up doing with their new teams, it was absolutely the right move. I mean, one one uh, one failed extension, and for the the luck of whoever you want to thank what uh, the, the possible uh, contract extension for Brock Osweiler before he went to Houston. Yeah. That would have been a bummer. <laughs> that would have been, that one would have hurt, but you know, sometimes you got to be lucky too, right? And the old saying, I'd rather be lucky than good. Um, I, I, there's a question here in the, in the comments asking about uh, maybe Harris for Peterson and Rosen. Uh, and I'm going to say no. Uh, thanks for the follow odd duck. That's, that's, um, it's a, it's, it's just not going to happen. Uh, we've had this discussion over and over again. And, and when, uh, the reports first came out that, uh, Arizona was interested in Kyler Murray, I was one of those first people that was kind of, you know, bang the drum for a, a trade for Rosen, but John Elway didn't want him at, at five last year. He doesn't want him this year. He doesn't want him next year. Uh, and I think Josh Rosen will probably go and, and find a, a career in the NFL and be a good quarterback, but it won't be with the Denver Broncos. Um, and that's just that's just the way it is. So it's almost not even worth it's not even worth talking about just because you know it's never going to happen. Well, and you know that they weren't interested last year, so it, it, they're not suddenly going to have interest just because he's now available. So I, I, as I said in my column, as it says in the headline. What this pick of Noah Fant does is show the Broncos are all in on Joe Flacco, at least for the 2019 season. Well, and I think along with that, they're all in on the 2019 season. They're not looking ahead. Like it, if if you listen to the show, you know I'm I am constantly looking ahead. I am constantly looking at uh, 2021, especially. Um, but it's it's not happening. John Elway is not looking past 2019. Joe Flacco's his quarterback. This team can win now, and and that's you know that's 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 that right there. So I like it. I like what they did in this draft so far. I, I you know obviously day one 
day one of the draft, you, you've only done one round and you only had one pick, but you made a trade. Uh, you got a guy who can probably have a major impact immediately, which is, I think, key to a first round pick. Uh, whenever you pick a guy in the first round, it should be somebody who's going to have an immediate impact on your team. That's a Noah Fant right there. Noah Fant will have an immediate impact on the Broncos 2019. He will be somebody who uh, impacts the offense probably a great deal, uh, and and that makes me happy. If you're going to pick somebody, pick somebody who's going to do something for you. All you need to know about this pick and whether or not the Broncos got a great, great value and, and someone who's going to be an impactful player in this offense, Vic Fangio loves it. Rich Scangarello apparently was through the roof that he was there at 20. So I, like I said, if, if, if the comps hold up and he can be a Jimmy Graham or he can be a Mike Shanahan, uh, a, a, a Shannon Sharp in a Mike Shanahan offense, if Noah Fant can be that in a similar offense for Rich Scangarello, that is a major, major win. Well, we all know how that worked out for Shannon Sharp. He's sitting in the Hall of Fame as possibly the greatest tight end in the history of the game, or, or one of them, uh, if not the greatest. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. Definitely with you on that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I think the other thing that we have to mention about this draft, the first round, is how bad the Raiders were. Good Lord, they just, their picks were horrible. So, I mean, I, I mean you, you almost expect it because they're the Raiders, but then it actually happens. And it's just, you're in disbelief because really? You, th- th- that's what you do with your three first round picks. What? You pick a guy at number four, you could have gotten with one of your two later round first round picks. Yeah, for what I don't understand about it is you've got John Gruden and 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 Mike Mayock are football minds that are are highly respected in the NFL, highly respected by uh, you know people in the league who've been in the league for a long time. And <laughs> yes, that's a great thank you. Uh, Pricey Dink puts it in there uh, in the comments. Crap teams do crap things. That's uh, there's no. But but it's amazing to me that people who are considered to be good football minds turn into crap <laughs> when they when they go to the Raiders, and it, it just blows me away that that Mayock and and Chucky both were, I, I, I for lack of a better word, just crap in the first round. Um, I, I don't know how you do that. I, I don't know how that happens. It's the Raiders. It's the Raiders. There you go. It's the Raiders. Um, what did you think of the Daniel Jones pick by the Giants? Just Because that, that happened right before I left for my softball game. Like, I was able to watch it. And uh, um, it was I, – I actually laughed out loud. I, that's another pick. I, I mean, Dave Gettleman, he's like the Mike McCoy of – 
of general managers. It's like, how the hell does this guy still have a job? I, I, I really, it, I, it's another move that, it, that it's a head scratcher. I don't get it. I mean, I get the connections. I, I, because of David Cutcliffe and the whole Manning thing, but you trade away Odell Beckham and Olivier Vernon and you end up with Daniel Jones who is just like Peyton Manning, according to his his uh, his coach at Duke, Cutcliffe? But let's not get carried away here. That's a that's a little bit too far. It, it so I I there there are some definite moves in this draft in the first round that I don't get, and I, I think the other thing that we have to talk about is the the news that came out of Kansas City with with Tyreek Hill and how he is still in the in the National Football League and still a member of that organization is beyond me because he he if he is still on this team come Friday afternoon the Chiefs are a trash organization and I think they already are but if Tyreek Hill is not cut and he is not banned from the NFL for the rest of his life after these, after that video was released by a Kansas City news station, it's all you need to know about the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I think, I, I do think that he is, he's not long for the Chiefs. You know, as, as I'm apparently using a cliche tonight, uh, I, I think his his time is probably up, and and that's what happens. That it's the video that usually gets guys right. Um, it. it, it the reports of it, uh, you know, and, and, oh, so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. Okay, that, you know, when you see it, you know, when you see a video, video is what, what brings it to life. And that's, you know, that's why you, uh, that's why, you know, you, you see guys who are, um, who get in trouble for certain things but have no video on them still having the opportunity to play in the NFL. But guys who have video that shows them doing things, they're out. Uh, and and to me, that's a problem, right? If it shouldn't just take a video to to make it worse, right? It is it's bad enough as it is. It shouldn't have ta- taken a video for things to move forward with. You know, pick your guy, right? But video, for lack of a better term, brings this to life, and it, it gives people that image that sticks with them. And so that's when the NFL feels like they have to do something. And that just goes back to the fact that the NFL is a business and the NFL is, is about the bottom line and and the dollars and cents and having a guy like Tyreek Hill in the league hurts the bottom line a little bit because it gives, uh, it, it gives people a chance. It gives pundits a chance to sort of, um, to, to continually talk about something that, brings the league down and uh yeah you can't like tim just said there's no pring your way out of that one yeah when you when you say the things that he said i I don't even want to i'm not going to repeat anything i'm not going to get into that but just the you there's no getting out of it right there's there's no way out of it and you have you have to move you have to do something about it but kansas city is a trash organization as it is so I don't, I don't think it's really a surprise. It wouldn't be a surprise to me if he was still on the team because of how much of a trash organization they are. I hate the Chiefs. 
Well, I mean, it's not like this is a surprise. I mean, people have known what Tyreek Hill is since he came into the league. I mean, as I said on as I said on Twitter, and we may have to make this a mature. He he is a disgusting, vile piece of shit. Uh-oh. He is human trash, and to do and and say the things that he did to a three year old. It's just. It's beyond the pale, and it makes my skin crawl. And the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs knew that and drafted not only Tyreek Hill, but Kareem Hunt, and then on top of all of that, this week they trade for a guy who was who was charged with felony domestic invasion. Yeah, I, I mean... I, I don't have words for it. I think that's really the problem is that I really don't have words for it because it's it's disgusting. It is disgusting, and it is vile, and it is wrong. And, you know, I, 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 it's kind of a – it's a bummer because the draft is supposed to be a fun day, right? It's supposed to be a, a fun time, and – That's these, why we let off with the draft and yeah. then – ended with the chiefs and now we can end with the draft again yeah i like it's the it's the positivity that we got from Lori about how you sandwich things so you you go she did teach us that yes negativity positivity so we're doing the sandwich of positivity trash organization that is the chiefs positivity now, I will say that's not a sandwich I think I would eat in general because it's while the bread is positive on the, the middle, which is where the meat is, is 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 apparently rotten. That's not good. We don't want rotten meat. Uh I got to I I don't know. I got to I got to mention this comment here. Papa Geppetto. Chiefs suck, but I kind of feel bad for Patrick Mahomes. Why? What a, Patrick Mahomes makes million, is going to make millions of dollars. He's a superstar in the league, and he hasn't really even done anything. I, I don't know why you feel sorry for a guy who – no, I don't feel sorry for Patrick Mahomes, I, not even in the slightest. And I, I don't even – like, why? Not, it's not worth it. That one, I'm not going to agree with you on that one for sure. I, I'm totally not and because – Definitely, the, there's the Madden curse at play now. Well, I don't care if Mahomes isn't a dirtbag. He's a chief. So, you know, and at the same time, I don't feel bad for the guy. He's going to be a millionaire. He's going he's gonna to have, you know, a very comfortable life. And let's face it, he's probably going to have a very good career in the NFL. He'll be fine. I think Patrick Mahomes will be fine. Let's let's no. not worry about poor little Patrick. Okay, he's not going to be fine. He freaking puts ketchup on macaroni and cheese. Well, I've done that. That's not fine for a little bit of flavor. You know what's good on macaroni and cheese though? I like I like a little Cajun spice. That's that's good. You get a little Cajun spice, maybe some bacon. Boom! You got yourself solid macaroni and cheese. I'll take that all the time. Anytime you put bacon on anything. Yeah, that's it's cheating. That's food cheating. Um 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know that that's a dumb way to look at it. Papa Geppetto doesn't like the way I look at it. Well, that's okay. Uh, that's the way I look at it. So whatever. Um, Blake Cashman, a good option for the Broncos. What do you think? I don't know anything about Blake Cashman. Yeah. I'm not upfront, full honesty. I'm not Christopher Hart or Joe Rose or Scotty. Yeah. They'd have some good stuff on that for sure. I um, wouldn't have a wife if I did that. <laughs> That's true. They, they go, they go pretty deep into these, into these drafts and things like that. You know, Ian, the draft, Nick. Nope. <laughs> Definitely. I've never been called that before, but yeah. John Elway and his lack of sleep. Yeah, John Elway's struggling with sleep. He'll be all right. He'll he'll get some sleep after the draft. He'll take a nap and then he'll trade Chris Harris Jr. Ugh, that felt that felt dirty. I didn't like the way that sounded at all. Um, anything else we need to, to hit on before we head out? Just that I, I really do love the pick of Noah Fant, and if they can come away with Dalton Risner in the second round, that that is a, a very good start to the draft. I guess we're on to day two. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos!